Hello and welcome to You Might Also Like, a podcast where you'll receive the movie suggestions you didn't know you needed. It has been two weeks since you guys have been graced with the presence of my voice. No, I'm sorry, I would not say graced. I'm back. I was gone last week. I was on vacation. Yes, sometimes even podcasts take vacations. And no, I wasn't taking this vacation because I got distracted only watching Bridgerton the past two weeks, so I didn't watch any movies. That's not why I was gone. It's actually not why I was gone, though. I truly was out of town. But I am back, you guys. And this week, I've got two great movies. This week, I am talking to you about how if you liked this psychological thriller where a bunch of friends reuniting at a dinner party ends up being um, an invitation to join a cult, then you might also like this other movie where a bunch of people reunite at a high school reunion and pretend to be people who they're not to be. That's right, you guys. I have got The Invitation and Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Let's start with The Invitation. The Invitation is a thriller from... 2015 starring not Tom Hardy but Logan Marshall Green he is such he looks so much like Tom Hardy it's crazy it's directed by Karen Kusama and written by a guy Phil Hay both those people worked on that uh, movie with Nicole Kidman from HBO last year or a couple years ago actually um the destroyer this movie's got a 6.6 on IMDb it's got an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes it's honestly a perfect example of horror movies or like thrillers getting overlooked because of their genre because this movie is just as good as other like intense thrillers like Midsommar and Hereditary but it's like they or like The Witch but they just get so overlooked when it comes to not only just like award season but also just people not, not not a lot of people know about this movie I've never really met a person who has seen the movie The Invitation I had never seen the movie The Invitation I heard about it from another podcast and I was like oh I have to see what this movie is about and it's on Netflix so I was like you know what it's time it's time that I watch this movie and talk about it with you guys in the first literal minute of the movie Logan Marshall Green hits a coyote with his car and has to put it out of its misery <laughs> So I'm like, oh god, like the first five minutes of this movie, we've got something dark like that happening. Not a huge fan of when animals have to die in a movie, but I think that scene just sets the tone for how dark this movie's gonna get. So Logan Marshall Green and his new girlfriend, Kira, who in this movie is played by Emiatsi Cornialdi. I'm so sorry, I probably butchered her name. Hey guys, it's Future Luke. Just hopping on here real quick to say that I looked up the pronunciation because I was like, I couldn't leave it that way. I could not pronounce this poor woman's name right. It's Emeatse Coronaldi. But this woman is literally the real... Already in the beginning of the movie, you're like, wow, she's the real MVP of this movie because she's agreeing to go to a dinner party at her new boyfriend's ex-wife's house. I mean, talk about the cool girlfriend. His ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or whoever she is is this woman, Eden, Tammy Blanchard. And then her, his ex-wife, Tammy, or his ex-wife, Eden's new husband or boyfriend or whoever he is, is Mikiel Huizman, who is, I know him because he's was in Age of Adeline, a movie I talked about a few episodes on this podcast, but he's also in that new HBO Max show with Kaylee Cuoco, The Flight Attendant, which was a fantastic show. And then, of course, other than those people, we they get to the dinner party and they have, like, there's multiple of their close friends that they used to be friends with a couple years ago. And they all haven't seen each other in multiple years. 
throughout the dinner party, they keep hinting to maybe the fact that Logan Marshall Green and Tammy Blanchard may have lost somebody in their past. But we get to the dinner party and his ex-wife is acting all rejuvenated and free of whatever demons she had that she was carrying from her past. And it just screams cult right away because everybody's like, wow, Eden seems like really good. Like she's doing really well considering what happened a couple years ago. And Logan Marshall Green is just kind of very like sulky and broody and is definitely carrying a lot of weight from whatever happened in, in him and Eden's past. But she seems completely rejuvenated, as does her new boy, Mikael Huisman, who is acting pretty weird. Also, the whole dinner party, they keep being like, oh, where's Choi? Like, hey, guys, where's Choi? And everyone's like, oh, Choi's always late. Choi, Choi, Choi. Like, I think that they're, like, obsessed with their friend Choi in this movie. <laughs> if I took anything from this movie, I was like, oh, my God, can you guys chill about Choi? Like, he must be that one friend that just, like, is the comic relief and eases tension at, like, big parties between friends because everybody just wants him to be there so badly so before Choi gets there they end up watching this recruitment video for the cult that they joined in Mexico and first off these people live in this extravagant house in like the hills of LA and they're gonna have all of their friends over for a dinner party there's like eight people in this living room and they're gonna put the recruitment video up on a laptop and set it on top of, like, the fireplace, and they're all gonna have to, like, squint their eyes and look at this tiny laptop screen. What? Like, I'm sorry, you have all this money for this house, you couldn't spring for... They're, like, serving their guests, like, a $300 bottle of wine. They couldn't spring for a flat-screen TV that they could have Apple TV on and get that recruitment video up on there, but no, they just have to have them all crowd around a small laptop and then show them this creepy video of... A recruitment video where this woman dies of cancer and they're all kind of like wait what like did you just show us a video of somebody dying and to make matters worse John Carroll Lynch shows up and that's when I was like mm-mm, mm-mm. the second John Carroll Lynch I would have been out of that dinner party the second that they showed a recruitment video about that had somebody dying in it and they were all cool about it but John if you didn't leave at that point John Carroll Lynch showing up should be a very good like, yeah, I'm out of here. That guy, I mean, that guy literally played Twisty the Clown in American Horror Story. He, I feel like he's just creepy. He was in Zodiac. Honestly, I don't know if he played a creepy guy in Zodiac or Gothica, that movie with Halle Berry. But I just think of him in his roles in American Horror Story. He just creeps me out. And I don't trust a dinner party that that guy shows up to. And then to make matters even more weird, they're... They start to, they're like, let's, um, Eden and her new husband are like, oh, let's play a game where we all say what we want. And John is like, I want to tell you guys about a time I killed my wife by accident and went to prison. And then I accepted the invitation to become part of this cult. And they're all kind of like mouth agape, like, oh, did this dude really just say that he killed his wife? Like, <laughs> okay, this dude's literally a murderer at this dinner party that we're at right now. I would have left this dinner party so long ago. They have one friend that after that moment is, like, the actual smart friend and is, like, yeah, like, I'm outie. Like, this girl, Claire, I'm hoping, i thinking she survives. I mean, not to spoil anything that says anybody dies in this movie. Yeah. Nobody dies, what? But 
this woman just leaves and we never hear from her again. So I'm just assuming that she made the right call because this dinner party, the last 15 minutes of this movie is bonkers. And this girl, Claire, is did the right thing leaving in the middle of the party. She left after John Carlin started talking about killing his wife, which is probably a good exit strategy. Uh, she was just kind of like, yeah, it's okay. Like, that's fine. You killed your wife. You went to prison. You did your time. That's fine. You guys are in a cult that um, celebrates sacrificing people. But you know what? I'm just, I'm out. I got to work early. <laughs> I mean, I guess the one thing this dinner party has going for it is that there's wine. That's, they don't even play any music. There's not even music going on in the background with all of this weirdness. And the whole time, poor, poor, poor Logan Marshall Green is just so on edge. He's so uncomfortable. He's still... I think he, it's really bothering them him that his ex-wife is doing so well and is moving on so quickly from the intense tragedy that they shared. And then his poor girlfriend, Kira, is just like mingling with all these people she barely knows the whole party and not even getting really to talk to Logan Marshall Green. And she's just an, she's an amazing girlfriend. I mean, the fact that she's even there. And then Logan Marshall Green, at one point in the movie, there's this big climax where he gets a message from Choi saying like, hey, I'm pulling up to the house now. I'll see you here, blah, blah, blah. And then he, you know, of course he flips out because up to this point, a lot of weird little sketchy things have been happening. Like David, who's Mikhail Huisman, he like locked the door from the inside so that they couldn't get out or something. And they showed the video. Just weird things have been happening that have been making him, making Logan pretty skeptical of the evening and then of course when he gets that message from his friend Choi everybody is like where is Choi and then he gets that message and he's like okay Choi was literally here where is he and Logan Marshall Green freaks out he thinks he's finally cracked these guys weirdness and then Choi shows up he just walks in and is like hey guys I'm here and it's so sad because like the pain in his face when he realizes that he like starts crying and he's like I'm so sorry like I was acting so weird all night I'm so sorry but then the last 15 minutes happens and everything just goes crazy. I don't want to talk about what happens because I literally, my mouth was, my jaw was dropped the whole fit last 15 minutes of the movie. Like it's one of those endings where you're like clenching a pillow, like not because you're scared, just because it's so thrilling and so crazy and you're truly just wondering what's going to happen next. You're sitting at the edge of the couch. It's such a crazy ending. It really just tied all of the suspense built up very slowly in the beginning of the movie so that the climax was just like boom, 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 boom. It was incredible. And Logan Marshall Green does an incredible job in this role. He His emotion is just so raw and he's so great at playing this like broody like character who's just has the weight of a thousand tragedies on his shoulders and has just been carrying this around for two years and now he's back in the place where his where he experiences tragedy and he's having to like relive it all over again and witness his ex-wife be so happy and move on so quickly and it's bothering him so much he just he just shows that emotion so well in this role and one more time I'll say it his girlfriend Kira that act I mean, she's the real MVP she is the best part of this movie she just goes through so much crap and so much weirdness at this dinner party and she just has a smile on her face the whole time if you like this movie it's telling you on imdb you might also like the ritual green room hush gerald's game it's a lot more you know like psychological thrillers 
But what I'm going to tell you that you might also like is Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Because why you we just watched a movie about what happens when a group of people who were in each other's past reunite and come back together. Well, in that case, it's a cult. But in this case, what happens when a bunch of people from a high school in Tucson reunite and come back together at a high school reunion? Well, that's what we see happen in Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, starring uh, the very own Regina Falange, Lisa Kudrow as Michelle, and then Mira Servino, who I always have name blindness with Mina Savari. Mina Savari, Mira Servino, Mina Savari, Mira Servino. <laughs> it's hard. Say, say them both two times fast. This movie, though, this is like a very, this is from 1997. It's an extremely like cult classic, comedy classic. It's so corny and, but you have to love it. You have to stand. Lisa and Mira are best friends who are living in a small apartment together in Los Angeles. Um, They've been best friends since high school. They've been inseparable. Their beds are literally right next to each other. They make each other clothes. They go out to clubs with each other every night. They really do everything together. And Romy, I mean, Lisa Kudrow is unemployed. And then Mira Servino, who is Romy, uh, works as like a clerk at a Jaguar dealership. And and then one day we see Gian Garofalo. Gian Garofalo, we know her from Wet Hot American Summer. Also, guys, it's Future Luke again. Um, I realized that I also pronounced said Gian Garofalo, which that is not her name. It's Janine Garofalo. Gian Garofalo comes in and she they all went to high school together and she comes into the Jaguar dealership that Mira Servino works at and tells her about the reunion coming up. So then that, of course, sends the girls on like, you know, a little trip down memory lane. And then they start to realize they weren't as popular as they thought they were in high school. You know, there was they weren't in the A group, which was a big group of four popular girls. One of the popular girls being Elaine Hendricks, who is uh, Meredith from Parent Trap, the very first movie I talked about in this podcast. The other girls in the group are these actresses, Julia Campbell, Mia Cotet and Kristen Bauer Van Stratton. I honestly don't know any of these women, but they weren't in that group. They weren't in the B group, which was like the drama kids, and they weren't really in the C group, which was the nerds like Jan Garofalo and Alan Cummins. And Alan Cummins in this movie was like this nerdy kid who had such a huge crush on Lisa Kudrow. And then Jan Garofalo had a crush on Alan Cummins, but he never knew. So they kind of start to realize they're like, huh, we really were, uh, we really only talked to each other and they were just in their own world and they actually kind of got bullied i mean the a girls kind of weren't super nice to them lisa kudrow had a brack a back brace uh mira servino had a huge crush on this popular guy billy who billy is played by this guy who played fun bobby and friends they just really start to come to the realization that their lives aren't as impressive as they thought so when they decide they're going to go to this high school reunion they decide they're going to make up stories and they decide that they're going to make up that uh, Mira Servino is going to make up that she was the inventor of uh, of post-its. She invented post-its. And in her mind, she truly thinks, they both think that that is the, she's like, nobody knows the inventor of post-its. Like, what? It's funny because the whole movie, these girls have such ditzy, like, monotone voices. And at first, when you're watching, you're like, oh my god, are they just, like, really bad at acting? But you know they're not bad at acting. I mean, Mira Servino is is actually 
an Oscar-winning actress. In 1995, she won an Oscar for Mighty Aphrodite, a movie I have never seen. And then Lisa Kudrow is Lisa Kudrow. We know she's fantastic. So we know these women are fantastic. And then you start to realize that they're literally playing the hell out of these characters. Like, they are purposely giving these women... The voice that Mira uses specifically when she plays Romy is so funny and so just, like, there's one scene where she... A guy's trying to talk to her, and she's like, Excuse me, I cut my foot earlier, and my shoe's filling up with blood. <laughs> like, that's... I don't do a great impression of her, but... And then when they decide they're going to be these, like, business women and dress super in all black and super classy, and they invented post-its, they, they're like, We have to start acting like business women. And then Mira, like, goes up to this woman at a cafe and is like, Do you have some sort of businesswoman special? Come again? Well, we're businesswomen. Yeah, from L.A. And, you know, some places have, like, a lunch special for businesswomen. We don't have anything like that. And it sucks because it's like, you... These women are fantastic. They're such great girls. They just have fun with each other. And it sucks because... They feel like at first they have to be somebody that they're not to impress these losers that they went to high school with, when in reality, who cares? I mean, clearly people didn't believe the post-its thing, and then of course, Jan Garofalo ends up showing up when they didn't think she was going to come to the reunion, and in front of all the A-girls, she's like, you didn't invent post-its, what are you talking about? And poor Mira is so heartbroken that her secret got spilled, even though they really didn't buy it anyway. But then Lisa Kudrow, and of course, that's when they show up in those iconic outfits from the poster of the movie, because they're both just like, Lisa Kudrow's like, we always have fun. And I never really realized we weren't cool or successful until you said that we weren't. Like, we just have each other and we do our thing and we're fine. And then that's what they do towards the end of this movie. The, big, the biggest best burn in this movie is um, when they t- finally tell off Christy Masters, which is like the head regina george type in the a group and she tells them that their clothes are hideous and then elaine Hendricks, who used to be a part of the a girls but now is this big vogue editor and stepped outside of those bitchy girls she's like actually christy they've got nice lines a fun frisky use of color all in all i'd have to say they're really not bad it was a great bur- it was the best burn And really, the last takeaway of this movie is uh, Justin Theroux is a cowboy. He has, like, one scene in this movie, but he is always this cowboy that's lurking in the shadows in the background in high school, and then he ends up coming out at the end, and it's him. Also, there's this character, Toby, who... That's the one of my favorite parts about this movie, is just, like, the... All of the characters are fantastic, especially Romy and Michelle, but, like, the little side characters have their own, like, little one-liners and they have they really add to the humor of this movie the this girl toby who plays kind of just like the general like goody two-shoes of the class like there's one scene where she they're at the prom in high school and she interrupts someone's conversation and she's like who can name all 50 state capitals (laughs) and alan cummins who plays sandy frank you know has his own come up at the end where he comes and he's super rich and everyone's like oh that's the nerd sandy frink now he's rich he came in on a helicopter and jan garofalo who was also kind of an outcast in high school ends up showing up and she invented a quick burning paper for lady cigarettes for ladies on the go or something like that 
And she has so many funny parts that I laughed out loud at when she's reacting to things that they're saying on the announcements at the reunion and she's like spitting out her water and like making funny faces. It's hilarious. This movie, it's really heartwarming. It's really, I can see why it's gone down as kind of like a timeless comedy classic because these two girls, like how can you not like them? They're just so lovable. Everybody would have been lucky to have gone to high school with girls like Romy and Michelle. With that being said, you guys, you can, like I said, you can watch The Invitation on Netflix. Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, you'll have to watch. You'll have to rent it. But this is also one of those movies where you should just buy it. It's probably cheap at like $3 on Amazon to buy the DVD. With that being said, though, you guys, rate and review me on Apple Podcast. You can follow me on social media. Uh, you might also like pod or might underscore also on Twitter. You can... St- Keep an eye out on my Instagram for polls so that you can help me decide which movies I'm going to watch for each week. Until next time, though, goodbye.